straight, but she could alleviate part of her stress by finding the book that would reveal the truth about her, and that night, and the man she'd allowed to ruin her life. In case someone happened upon her in Colleen's room, Ava tossed two sponges in a bucket and made her way to the walnut-studded door, sliding her passkey into the lock. Colleen had lost her battle with her son Ronan, a historian, over the entry upgrade. She never did like change. If Colleen had gotten her way, Greystone Manor, which had been built in the early 19th century and modeled after a medieval castle, would have stayed exactly the same. Meow. Ava jumped, pressing a hand to her chest as a black cat wound his way between her legs. Simon, who'd arrived at the manor a week before Colleen died, raised his blue eyes and meowed again. Placing the bucket on the hardwood floor, Ava crouched to scratch behind his ears. "'You miss her, too, don't you?' she said to the cat, realizing that this was most likely the reason she'd been talking to a dead woman. She missed Colleen. Ava had worked for her ex-husband's family for more than a decade. Simon purred, rubbing his head against her leg. She gave him a final pat. "'You can come with me, but you have to stay quiet.' Ava picked up the bucket and straightened to open the door. As she did, a sweet floral scent wafted past her nose. She frowned at the fresh bouquet of pink, yellow, and white roses in a crystal vase on the nightstand beside the canopied bed. Odd. Who would... Jasper, she decided. The older man had been with the Gallaghers for as long as she could remember. He'd been Colleen's right-hand man and confidant. Skinny as a rail with stiff, upper-crust manners, he was a pain in Ava's culo. Her gaze lifted from the roses to the Gothic-style leaded windows that overlooked the gardens. Sleet pelted the window panes, and the barren trees swayed in the cold, mid-January winds. She wrapped her gray sweater around her while casting a longing glance at the fireplace with a three-tiered wrought-iron candelabra standing in front of it. The fireplace was more for show than heat, so no matter that she could practically see her breath in the room, now wasn't the time to put it to the test and risk an actual fire. She eyed the hundreds of books lining the walls of the sitting area. More were stacked haphazardly on the antique tables on either side of a well-worn gold damask love seat, with additional piles creating small towers on the hardwood floor. A cluttered white desk with feminine lines sat in the center of the room, with a view of the dark, turbulent sea through the French doors that led onto a stone balcony. The room looked exactly the same as the night she'd searched it with her cousin, her Auntie Rosa, and the rest of the Widow's Club. As far as Ava knew, no one had found the book. Oh, not for lack of trying. It had to be here somewhere in this room. She set the bucket beside the fireplace and walked the perimeter, lifting the heavy, antique gold drapes and peeking under the oil paintings in search of a safe or secret compartment. Simon meowed from where he stretched out on the back of the love seat, once again drawing Ava's attention to the shelves of books behind him. They'd been looking for a brown, leather-bound book the night they'd first searched the room— aptly named The Secret Keeper of Harmony Harbor. Ava wondered if Colleen had hidden it within another book. She wouldn't be surprised if she had. Colleen had been a cagey old lady. As Ava cataloged the sheer volume of books, she realized she'd be here longer than she had anticipated. Unconsciously, her hand went to her bruised arm. She couldn't be late again. She reached in her pocket for her earbuds and turned on her iPod. Fitting the buds in her ears, she got to it leafing through one book at a time. Alone with her music, aside from Simon, 
Ava felt some of the day's tensions leave her. She liked repetitive, mindless work. She found it calming. Well, it was usually calming. With a book on the loose, it was somewhat less so today. Someone tapped her shoulder, and she jumped, dropping the book she'd just taken off the shelf. She whirled around, pressing a hand to her chest. You practically gave me a heart attack. Sorry, Sophie grimaced. Ava's cousin wore her uniform of a white blouse and black pencil skirt. I called out, but you mustn't have heard me. What are you listening to? She pulled the bud from Ava's ear and held it to hers. It's loud, Sophie made a face. And depressing. Mad World by Gary Jules. It's not depressing, it's beautiful. Ava reached into the pocket of her black uniform dress and turned off the iPod, then bent to pick up the book she dropped. I, um, was looking for something to read. Sophie removed the black-framed glasses that held back her long, chestnut-brown hair.